The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a teaching tutorial Thursday, and we are in session with my guy, Ben Katwika, the longtime NFL special teams coordinator who's been working with Army as of late. I'm not even messing around today. I'll get to the other stuff later. I'm getting right into the big show. The big show. I do have to mention, though, we're presented by DraftKings. Should have said that 30 seconds ago. Anyway, uh, Ben is a guy I've known for a long time. Uh, His background is absolutely amazing. I'm going to say this so that it doesn't sound like Ben's bragging, okay? But listen to this real quick, all right? Linebacker and team captain for Army. Then, before he got into coaching, served in the U.S. Army, as the people that go to West Point do, helicopter pilot, reaching the rank of captain by 2004, did missions in Bosnia, Herzegovina, Korea, and is a veteran of the Iraq War. And then he got into NFL coaching with the Jets, where he was a special teams coordinator, then Washington for five years, then Atlanta for the last two years. He's currently the director of player development for uh, the Army Black Knights, fresh off their big bowl win. Ben, thank you so much for coming on the show. Ross, really appreciate you having me, and happy holidays to you and all the listeners out there. Yeah, likewise, man. That that's a that's a that's a heck of a resume, man. <laughs> I mean, that yeah, is, I, I don't I, think I, I could have taken five minutes it. just on that. Yeah, as you were going, I'm like going through my life. I'm like, wow, Chicago kid, goes to West Point, uh, plays ball there, captain of the football team in 96, you know, uh, and then served in the military. So I was going through my life as you were were talking about it right there. Pretty cool. So I got to ask you, before we get into some of the football stuff, uh, helicopter pilot. So what was your... Um, what did you go into after Army that led you to being a helicopter pilot? Yeah, so when you graduate from Army, there's a handful of services that you can get into, infantry, armor. I chose aviation, which was flying helicopters. And then, 
you know, then there's different types of helicopters there, Ross. There's Black Hawk helicopters, which have a mission of moving people. I chose the gunship, which was the Longbow Apache. Uh, so I strapped that to my back for uh, for eight years and um, did that in a handful of different locations, Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Uh, I did it out in Korea for a year. Uh, I did it in Bosnia, as you articulated. And then we went out to the two-way range which was known as Iraq in 2004, 2005. So really cool to be able to fly that machine and support the ground troops of the men and women that were wearing the uniform. Really, really cool. Wow, man. I mean, 2004, 2005, I'm playing in the NFL, and you're in Iraq flying a, an Apache helicopter. That is um, – that's amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, I know I told you some – oh, go ahead. One of the things there, Ross, that I was just going to just hit on is a great, great team that we took out there. Much like the, the probably the handful of great teams that you've been part of, the men and women that we went out to Iraq with. We were just north of uh, Baghdad in an airfield called Taji. Um, you know, I would just like to give a shout out right now to all the service members out there and thank them for what they're doing um, to provide the blanket of freedom that allows us to do what we're doing now. Really, really cool. And it was a great opportunity and a, a, a good mission out there for a good cause. Well said, uh, Ben. And obviously, I know I've said this to you in person multiple times, but thank you so much uh, for your service. I, I guess I never asked you this question before. NFL games practices can get pretty intense. You're, you're making split-second decisions as to are you going to try to block the punt or return it? What kind of onside kick are you going to call? Those type of things. Do you feel like there was any correlation between flying the Apache and being NFL coach? Anything that helped you in terms of staying cool under pressure? Yeah, I think there's a handful of things to unpack there when you compare and contrast that. I, I would never go and compare war to football. You hear that analogy a lot of times. You know, that football's like a war. I, I don't know if I would go that far, Ross, but there is some commonalities there. So specifically in, in my uh, mission that I was doing, yes, that does help you to a degree. I mean, obviously, uh, flying a longbow Apache 100 feet off the deck at night in Iraq with lights out and people shooting at you can get pretty intense. Uh, but Sundays at about 4 o'clock, uh, those can also get pretty intense. It's diff It's similar, but not the same. Um, but in regard to, uh, you know, being an Apache pilot and leading in the military and like it is in coaching, um, very similar. You are taking a group of men in football or women, you know, a team together and people from various backgrounds and various uh, other things and, and just taking different people and bringing them together for a common cause. And I think that's one of the commonalities there is getting a, a group of people together for a common mission. And that was what was really cool when I was in the military. And then, you know, during the, the 15 years that I've been in the NFL. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about that. Um, your time in the NFL uh, jets, Washington Falcons, um, you know, I, I guess the first question is, and a lot of these um, I know you've been writing about. Maybe we should get into that because I've got a lot of questions about special teams in general. Sure. You've been writing this year yeah. for, you know, the 33rd team. You know, uh, Mike Tannenbaum, Joe Banner, you're their special teams guy. I've read a bunch of the stuff. I've posted some of it. Um, it's been awesome 
how do you like kind of being in the media and or writing about what you're seeing going on in the NFL from a special team standpoint? Yeah, Ross, probably similar to you. I love the game. I love being around it. I got to thank Mike and Joe, Mike especially, because, you know, I, I Mike was the first one that gave me my job, him and Eric Mangini, back when I was with the Jets uh, back there in, in 2007. It has been a really awesome platform to be able to do that. So you talked about two things. First, the 33rd team, a tremendous think tank that does the weekly calls uh, that I've been part of uh, since, I, uh, since I've been out and really educational on various fronts, whether it's free agency or salary cap or talking ball. My niche has been the special teams, obviously, and I've been able to not only write about it, but produce videos that give a short breakdown of what happens. So what happens a lot of times, Ross, is these big plays happen on special teams, and there's not a platform that articulates very quickly why that happens. You know, if you look at in the media, you know, Dean obviously does a great job with Mike explaining the rules, but you know what, where we found a gap or where a vacuum that uh, was able to be filled is that, Hey, these big plays are happening on special teams. And then somebody with my experience and knowledge base is able to quickly break those down. So it's been really neat to get on the tape and dissect those plays. And hopefully it's been inform informational for the viewers so that, you know, when a, when a big play happens on special teams, it's just not, oh, there's a special teams play again. You can kind of look and see how that actually happens. So that analysis and that opportunity has been great. And I really give great credit to the 33rd team for allowing me that platform. You know, it's interesting, Ben, um, and you and I have talked about this, but the same way they have like a Mike Pereira or a Dean Blandino, they really should have a special teams guy and also, I've talked to people about this. If the color guy is a quarterback, I think they should pair him with a lineman and vice versa. You know, if I'm doing the game, they, you know, it, it would enhance the broadcast probably if there was a quarterback or a DB, because the reality is those guys are always going to be better when it comes to coverages and route trees than alignment is, just like I'm always going to be much better than a quarterback or a former receiver when they're trying to talk about line play. You know, what ultimately ends up happening is the viewer, and a lot of times I guess they don't know, but the viewer is really not getting expert analysis on certain aspects of the game. Well, I would add to that, Ross, the viewer nowadays is much more educated. And reason why is just simply through technology. There's such a high volume of information about the game, whether it's in quarterback play, as you mentioned, whether it's in special teams or line play. And just in my observation is that there is a thirst for this information, not only like, hey, why a play happened, and you just articulated it. I think that the viewer is really looking for more and more information and you know especially you know in the other platform is just with the probability and statistics you know more and more teams are going for it on fourth down and these teams have you know a, a, an analysis that's that's taken place like hey what the win percentage is and such so uh, I think you hit it on the head uh, that that it's really interesting it's really really cool that the NFL is continuing to evolve the telecasts are continuing to evolve, and there is a demand and a thirst 
for more and more information because the viewer wants to learn more, I think, about the game as I interact more and more with people. What do you think, Ben, about the trend to go for it more as opposed to punting or go for it more as opposed to kicking field goals? I have a follow-up question. I guess I'll just start sure. with that. What What are your thoughts um, as a special teams coordinator with teams being more willing to go for it in those situations? Yeah, so a couple things there. We talk about analytics, which is becoming more and more uh, involved in the game. And as a special teams coordinator, Ross, whether it was in Washington with Jay or in Atlanta with DQ, you know, as a special teams coordinator, you're you're somewhat the right-hand man of helping uh, the head coach make those decisions. That's another nuance of the special teams world that a lot of people uh, don't understand um, and, and that I was fortunate enough to be a part of. Also, while I was at Army, uh, Coach Munkin was uh, another guy that we went over, you know, game scenarios each week and in the pregame talked about various situations as far as when to go for it, when to go for two, should we take a penalty? You know, do you take, you know, Ross, do you take second and five or do you take third and fifth, you know, do you take second and 15 or do you take third and five, whether you're on the offensive side or defensive side? And so those are, there's a lot of things to unpack there. In regard to your specific question in regard to being aggressive and kicking field goals, I think that the, the analytics is a guide. It's not the Bible. There's a, there's a huge part of having a feel of what the game is going on. And so, you know, the book may say, hey, on fourth and three, we're going to go for it. But if you've only rushed the ball for 30 yards and you've only thrown for 110 in the fourth quarter, that may not be the wisest decision. So I think that those coaches are, you know, you're getting paid for making those decisions, not solely based on the book, but what the game is telling you and what the flow is telling you. And so, you know, those game, those those situations that you're alluding to, I think they're they're specific to the game. And that's why it's so important to have a head coach, special teams coordinator that are all on the same page um, as far as making those crucial decisions in these games. You know, when you combine teams going for it as much as they are with the amount of touchbacks and even on punts, Ben, the amount of fair catches, do you feel like it's diminishing the importance of special teams a little bit? I think that it's reduced the quantity of plays, Ross, and you alluded to it with the touchback percentage and such. And then, you know, offenses being um, more prolific and being able to move the football. Uh, you know, we, we've always talked about how, you know, it's it's just an offensive game to a degree. But I think the quality of plays cannot be overmatched. You know, whether that's a big play like a block punt that Dallas had against Washington on Sunday night or let's go to the Rams game where, you know, Joe D. Camillus and the Rams, you know, had the punt return for a touchdown against Minnesota. Those are still huge plays that have a tremendous impact. So what I would say to you, Ross, is that the the quantity of plays has been reduced to a degree, but there's still going to be those quality of plays that are going to be impactful momentum plays uh, that are going to dictate the outcomes of the game. Do you think it's changed – roster composition at all because it felt like there used to be a lot of teams that have a core four five or six guys that were on the roster because of special teams I'm not sure I see that as much 
I, I don't think that they're giving it as much weight. I don't know if you've noticed that as well. But I would suggest to you those teams that are giving weight, if you look at the special teams world, and I'm going to do something for the 33rd team within the next week that's going to look at the special teams rankings. We did a midseason ranking there, and if you look at it, those teams that are putting an emphasis on it, even though the quantity of plays has been reduced a little bit, if you look at special teams right now, teams like the Ravens who are obviously in the hunt, Kansas City who's in the hunt, Dallas who are in the hunt, uh, you know, those are teams that, you know, you know, when they look at the composition, I got to think that they put an emphasis on it. And those are going to be playoff teams where if you look at the other end of the spectrum, it might not necessarily be the case. So I think as a general manager and, um, you know, a head coach, when you look at your roster composition, that's one of the things that you got to look at is how much emphasis am I going to put on special teams? The other thing I would share with you is this is those teams that look at special teams as a third phase, a through a, a true third phase, are going to be somewhat more successful. And just like on the offensive side, the importance of the quarterback, or on the defensive side, Ross, the importance of the interior rusher or the edge rusher or the cornerback, if you've got a really good kicker, Ross, um, uh, Justin Tucker out in Baltimore, if you've got a really good punter and you've got a dynamic returner, you know, if you look at the Chicago Bears this year, they got Jakeem Grant late in the season and really turned their special teams play around, especially with the punt return for a touchdown against Green Bay a few weeks ago. Those are the three key positions that you've got to, uh, you got to resource. Last question. You referenced... The kickers. It really depends on the game I'm watching, Ben. I'll watch some guys, and they'll make three fifty yarders in a game, and I'll be like, man, kickers are better than they've ever been. Yeah. Then I'll watch another game, and the two guys will miss three extra points between them. I mean, I, I, I alternate between thinking kickers are better and worse than we've ever seen. It felt like back in the day we didn't see that kind of – we didn't see all the 50-yarders. Yeah. We also didn't see the missed chippies as much. Yeah. Well, it's a couple of things. One, I think the spotlight, especially as you get down the stretch here, is more and more onto that onto that position. Um, I agree. I agree with you. It's not an exact science. If it was, we would all get it right. I think that that's just a that's just a situation where you know kickers are somewhat like lawyers. You know, you really appreciate. You know, when you need one, you really appreciate when you have a good one, whether it's Tucker in Baltimore or Buckner in Kansas City. Um, and it is. It's, uh, I, I do think when they push the extra point back, you know, now it's a really a 33-yard field goal. That obviously impacted it. And rightfully so, because the league wanted to make the extra point more of a play instead of a just given, and they ended up getting that result. But as you get down the stretch here, Ross, and we get in the playoff time, I think the league and these teams are so – tightly matched that there, there's going to be a handful of kickers that um, you, you're going to wish that you had really had a good one uh, because it's going to dictate the outcome of a handful of these games down the stretch. So here's my recommendation to all of you. Make sure you just Google Ben Kotwika, K-O-T-W-I-C-A, the 33rd team. He's got all kinds of content on there about, you know, the Colts causing confusion with a blocked punt, you know, how Nick Folk has resurrected his career. He looks at the special teams report each week. You know, the week 14 when there were four recovered onside kicks. 
if you care about special teams play, and you should, Ben is the guy right now. Ben, ben is the guy on in the media that you can – I mean, he was just coaching the Falcons last year, right? So he's all over it. Highly recommend you check out his stuff. Ben, thank you so much for the time. This is awesome. Exactly what I, I want to do even a, maybe a deeper dive in the offseason. It's funny because I didn't play that many of them. I got like a million special teams questions. So thank you so much for the time, man. Great to see you and talk with you. Awesome. Happy holidays to you and all the listeners out there. And uh, have a great new year, Russ. We'll connect again soon. Yeah, likewise. Happy new year then. Ben Kotwika, absolutely fantastic stuff. Really enjoyed that. Uh, you know what I don't enjoy? When there's something wrong with my battery in my car. Happened last year. Might have been when I came back from the Super Bowl. No, I didn't go to the Super Bowl last year. Might have been the AFC Championship game. Land in Philadelphia Airport. Battery dead. No bueno. There's a reason why AutoZone is a sponsor now. They're America's number one battery destination. Why number one? Well, there's a lot of reasons. Proven top to last batteries. They got a huge line of replacement batteries. Good for your car, whatever your car is. They only start at $79.99. So you get a replacement battery, but it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. They've got free battery testing and charging. So sometimes you might think your battery is the issue, but in reality, it's your starter, alternator. They also have free battery charging. So if you simply need a charge, they can help you with that too. Look, the proof is in the pudding. Next time you're in need of battery help or to get your battery ready for harsh winter weather, start at AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. And by the way, before we get to an email question or two, um, I should have mentioned earlier in the show, not only are we presented by DraftKings, but we'll have a new Spread the Word winner via social media tomorrow. We'll have a new sponsor confirmation email winner tomorrow. So at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod, any of the sponsors like AutoZone or whatever you guys want to do, and then YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, always incredible. Love those. I love giving out winners. I love sending you guys signed press passes. I love sending you guys signed cards or pictures or whatever you want. Just try to be a winner. There's a really good chance you'll win. Any of those. Spread the word winner, YouTube. We don't get like hundreds of entries. We get a couple. There's a great chance you would actually win. It would be awesome. Um, No tux takes because we are recording this on Wednesday because of Brian's schedule. So I will update you on everything on Friday. Instead, let's get to an email or two, Bri. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. Email address is ross at rostucker.com. Absolutely love your email questions always. And it's fun on days like this when we get to, when we get to one or two of them. Uh, remember, if you take advantage of any of our sponsors ever, just send it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com. I guarantee I will read and respond to your question on the show. What do you got, Brian? Hey, Ross. I'd be really interested to hear you talk through an interior lineman sequence thought, perhaps your mental checklist from the time that the play is called in the huddle until the ball is snapped. Perhaps 
a topic uh, better suited for the offseason, but if we got time, want to hear your thoughts. Uh, that is from Matt in Wisconsin. Love it. And Matt in Wisconsin gave a shout-out to Matt Kennedy, who wrote a story uh, for my front-page story for uh, Matt's wife for a surprise Mother's Day gift in 2019. It was a huge hit. Absolutely love hearing that, Matt. That was his sponsor confirmation. He got a story from my front page story, which is awesome. And never too early, by the way, to get something done for Valentine's Day. So love it. Thank you, Matt. Um, Yeah, so I I guess the first thing is you hear the play called and you're mentally going through your assignment for the play and what the possibilities are. Then as you walk up to the line of scrimmage and you see how they're lined up, then you are sort of locking in what your responsibility is. Okay, I got to block this guy, but look at that guy. But then as the play, as the snap unfolds before the snap, there might be movement, which might change who exactly you're supposed to block on the play or how you're supposed to get it done. And then once, meanwhile, while you're thinking about your assignment and all those things, you're also thinking about exactly what technique you're going to use and the most likely thing you're going to see from the guy you're blocking. So most of it initially is assignment driven responsibility driven as you get closer to the snap you start to think more opponent specific tendency specific you know his moves your technique how you want to look i'm trying to describe this the right way i'd say the first half of it You're thinking about what your role is on the play. The second half of it, you're thinking about how you want to carry out that role is probably the best way to describe it. Let's do one more, Bri. All right, James in Boston wants to know, uh, Ross, I love your food reviews at each stadium. If you were in charge of the kitchen at the next Monday night football game, what is on your menu and why? Uh, man, that's a good question too. Although I kind of have shepherd's pie and chicken pot pie still in my head from your visit to Vegas, Brian. I'm going to interrupt here. And I want to say part of that, what goes into it, at least from my experience is where you are. You're not going to get new England clam chowder if you're in Arizona. So if you're doing a Patriots game, it's new England clam chowder. Yeah, that's a good point, Brian. Um, You know, James, well, James is from Boston. So good point, James. I think Brian makes a good point. What I personally like the most is when a a team has food that's representative of the city, if that makes sense. Right? Like, I want the best the city has to offer. If I'm in New England... I want some chowder. If I'm in Kansas City, 
I want some barbecue. You know, like there's certain things you want. I don't know, Arizona or Dallas, give me some Tex-Mex, I guess. Like, I want what the city's known for. But in general, James, I would like a nice salad bar. I like a nice salad bar. I think that's fair to say. So I would like a nice salad bar. If you can have some chowder or a good soup, that's lovely as well. And then I would like, for the meat, probably have to go with like a Green Bay brat. I I love me some brats, man. And then for dessert, I would go with the uh, Bananas Foster from the Bucks at halftime because I'm crazy healthy like that to get the banana in there. Crazy healthy with Bananas Foster. So I kind of picked a little bit from each of the different uh, each of the different teams. The Patriots Chowda. Uh, I don't know who's salad bar, Brian. Who's salad bar? I don't know. Uh, Patriots have a good salad bar. Lambo has a good salad bar. I'm trying to think who else. I got uh, thrown some Philly pretzels. Philly pretzels, yes, as like a snack. And then the Bucks bananas Foster and the Green Bay brat. I think we did that. I like the Green Bay uh, pack and cheese though too, which is pretty good. There's a lot of good choices. Great question. Keep them coming. Ross at RossTucker.com. Shout-outs to Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, Vision Comics with an X, HumanHeadNYC.com, and SteakhouseSports.com. Uh, we will have the Fantasy Feast with Joe Dolan later today, Episode 1. Episode 2 will be on Friday. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. you got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 